from Operation Tube Top, and I believe this is my 30th episode, and today I'm celebrating because I have had 1,000 downloads of this podcast, so it's really been an exciting three months, and uh, I can't believe how fast the time has gone by. Um, so if you saw on Facebook, a uh, lot's been happening the last few days, and this evening I've been doing a lot of laundry because uh, the poor kid is sick. So uh, yesterday he had some shots and uh, we're catching up on vaccines. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but you might hear him in the background. He's in an okay mood. He's a little feverish um, and he's hanging out with the husband. So I'm actually going to make this kind of a short episode because uh, I can't ignore him too long. So as I said before, um, a thousand downloads, that to me is amazing. I can't believe it. I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened and tuned in and to everyone who has been a guest on my podcast. Um, Tomorrow I'm actually doing an interview with two lovely people. They are the owners of Yoga Loft, which is uh, the place that I go to. I haven't been in a while, so uh, hopefully they won't make me do anything uh, tomorrow while I interview them. Otherwise you'll hear a lot of groaning. Um, So stay tuned for that uh, interview. And um, yeah, we'll definitely be talking about hot yoga. So uh, another thing that happened also this morning was really exciting. I had a little present on my desk uh, from one of my really good friends, and uh, she made me a stamp from my Operation Two Drop logo, which had been designed by my friend Lucy. So it was a really kind of cool trilateral collaboration, I guess. So you can check it out on her Instagram page. She's called Scare Thread. And the design is by my friend um, Lucy. So Sarah is Scarethread, and Lucy is Little Gem Studio on Instagram. And you can check out her amazing uh, lettering and the work that she does as well. So both of them are incredibly talented. So I'm so, so pleased to have an official stamp, which I'm going to be using for my Etsy shop as well as for whenever I need to stamp anything. (laughs) So that's going to be a fun weekend for me, stamping stuff. Anyway... Yeah, so I guess go back a few days, because the last time I did the podcast, I interviewed Oliver Lehman, which was really a great interview, and you heard all about the science ball, so don't forget to get your tickets, they're on sale now. Um, I think Saturday morning, I went spinning again, and uh, let me just tell you, it's it's a lot easier to do uh, spinning when you're not hungover, and it was a different trainer this time, and she came in, and she was like, well, I've, I'm just getting over the bug, so I'm going to take it really easy, so this might be a much easier class. Uh, I've learned one thing, is that spinning instructors lie a lot. Um, it was a great class, though. I felt really amazing. So it was a pretty uh, low-key weekend. Um, Saturday, I actually went to a birthday party. There was a private chef. It was for a friend. It was such an awesome little thing. 
but I did not want to have a super late night out and uh, I didn't want to be exhausted on Sunday. So I was very good. I only stayed for a couple of hours and then I had a phone date with my really um, good friend, Katie, who was back in the States. So that was lovely. Anyway, um, Monday I went to work as usual and afterwards I stopped by the cake tree because uh, we're collaborating on having kind of an autism friendly couple of hours and it's going to be starting January, the second Monday uh, of every month and the cake tree is closed during that time but it's open to families with autism and I'm just so, so, so excited about this and a big huge thank you to Anne who is uh, the owner of the cake tree and I know that a ton of people have already been, but please check out this wonderful cafe. Uh, when I stopped by on Monday, I had some kind of caramel shortbread something, or I don't know what it was, but I know that it gave me diabetes. It's absolutely incredible, so thanks, Anne, for that. Um, and then I decided to work on my speech because I was giving a talk the next day, so Originally, I had actually written up a several-page speech, and I had typed in things like, because the speech was supposed to be about 20 minutes, so I was like, how many words does 20 minutes, you know, what does it equal, and they were giving, people were giving different estimates, and then I was kind of reading message boards, and quite a few people were saying, you know, never write down a whole speech and read from it, because nobody really wants that, and there was some person who was like, yeah, I'd rather slit my wrist than listen to someone read off a piece of paper. So that kind of terrified me, and so I made it into bullet points. So that was kind of a last-minute decision, and um, <clears throat> that was a little terrifying. So then Tuesday, I was only working a half day, so I went to work in the morning, and it was great because the radio station FM4 interviewed the guy that runs Film Casino, and as you've heard me talk about it before, Film Casino is now doing sensory-friendly screenings, uh, once a month, which is just so fantastic. And when I was listening to the interview, he was being interviewed by my friend, uh, Joanna, and, uh, she was asking him, you know, how this came about. And he was like, well, there was this mother and she rented, uh, last December, the movie theater because she wanted to have an opportunity for kids with autism to go see a film. And I'm sitting there thinking, that's me. He's talking about me. And he was like, oh, and this mother comes from Canada. I'm like, that's really me. So that was fantastic. And it was it was great um, to listen to that and to get some more exposure for this wonderful opportunity. So there's one coming up this Saturday, which I'll talk about in a minute. And um, I think I was a little bit frustrated because um, it seemed like another place was kind of give, taking credit for this concept. And... Um, it's, it, it can be frustrating because you put a lot of work into it and I'm fueled by praise. Um, but in the end, the best thing is that this is helping families and this is a great thing. So, uh, I want to also say thank you again to the film casino for making this happen because it's such a, such a absolutely awesome, um, opportunity. I just had a heart attack for a second. I thought I wasn't recording this. Uh, <laughs> very tired today. Uh, so I left work in the afternoon because then I had to meet the husband and the kid to go to the hospital because he had to get next, his next round of shots. And we were a little bit nervous because this time he was getting the meningitis one, which apparently is incredibly painful. And he was getting the second tick shot, which is also very painful. And I was a little bit worried that, you know, even though his last experience wasn't so bad, you know, it wasn't, it's not pleasant to get shots. 
but he was totally fine walking to the hospital. He like knew where he was going. He was like a little, little doctor. He knew what was happening. Um, and we waited in the waiting area and then we were called in. And then when we had to walk into the room, he was like, yeah, I don't really want to do this, but he was, he was very kind of passive about it. So I kind of picked him up, carried him into the room. Our doctor, who's actually a stomach specialist, but also works at the hospital, who has been just, as I've said a million times, a huge lifesaver for us, um, and now is doing these shots because our pediatrician couldn't um, handle it. So, so grateful to this doctor. And if you ever need a specialist for any stomach issues, I highly recommend this man. And he's just been, as I've said a million times, a godsend to us. So, um, the kid didn't really want to go into the room, but uh, when he saw the nurse from last time and she kind of said to him, like, come on, come on my lap, he uh, he kind of jumped up onto her lap. Uh, she's bosomy and he likes that and kind of snuggled in, tried to bite her a couple of times, uh, <laughs> but otherwise he got the shots and you could tell it was incredibly painful. He didn't cry, um, but he did gasp and, uh, you know, as soon as it was done, he kind of crawled off her lap and then walked out of the room, uh, which was kind of funny. And, uh, then we were kind of waiting to hear what the doctor was going to tell us. And then the kid comes with his jacket and passes it to me. And he was kind of like, yeah, let's go. Let's, I'm, I'm done. So we headed out and, uh, you know, grateful that that was done. And then we took the bus home. I took a shower and I got ready because that evening yesterday I had a talk to give for the American Women's Association and I was pretty terrified. I asked a, a friend if she wanted to meet quickly for a quick dinner beforehand and uh, thought it was a good way for me to kind of calm my nerves and had a glass of wine. We met at uh, Café Pierre, which is this little French bistro near the place that I was giving the talk. And so we met for about 45 minutes and then headed over to Ameling's house, which is kind of like this uh, district. I don't even know what it's called. It's... Uh, it's a government building, um, but it's a, a nice little place and walked up the stairs and, uh, you know, there were some people already there and, uh, it's, it was a charity event, of course, uh, not for my charity, but it's for, um, kind of for women who are victims of domestic abuse, which is a very uh, important thing to support, um, obviously. And, uh, walked into this kind of nice large room and it was so amazing to see so many familiar faces and so many friends showed up to support me and I'm so beyond touched to uh, to realize that I have such amazing support in this city and I was really I was really excited to see people I knew and even a little bit more freaked out because um, it's a little bit different when you're giving a talk um, I make this sound like I give talks all the time I don't this is pretty much my first time but I think when it's people you don't know, you just think, well, you know, you don't like me, go fuck yourself. No, that's, I didn't mean to say that, but you can kind of get by, but when it's your friends, you, you, they know you, they know your story. So, um, you can't say stuff like when I was a Victoria's Secret model, um, it was amazing. So probably about quarter past seven, it was my time to uh, get up there. And I quickly realized that there was no microphone which kind of freaked me out because, um, I, as I said before, I haven't given a talk. I don't know if I can project. Um, I talk on my podcast, but I'm sitting in my pajamas on my bed holding a little microphone. So it's a completely different thing. And, uh, there was no podium. So I saw a music stand and I grabbed it 
and I put my phone on it and I set a timer because I knew that um, I would have no idea how long I would be talking for. I was supposed to walk, talk for 20 minutes and uh, I was so glad I had that music stand because for the first 10 minutes or so, I was grasping it to stop from shaking. I was petrified. So as I said, I had um, all these kind of bullet points to talk about my story with autism and to talk about, um, you know, the kid and then the project that I'm working on, Autism in Vienna, Beacon Beach House. And the funny thing is, is that every time there's a situation where I have to talk in front of people, um, just quickly, I always feel like the scene from Bridget Jones, where she's pretty much like uh, at this book launch and she goes, uh, Kafka's Motorbike, the greatest book of our time, obviously, except for your books, Mr. Rushdie, which are also very good. And Lord Archer, yours aren't bad either. And it's just this cringe-worthy, amazing scene. And it, it always, um, I always feel a little Bridget Jonesy when I'm in a situation where I am incredibly awkward. So I did my talk. Uh, I, I was glad that I made people laugh. That was very important to me. Uh, not that they were laughing at me, but with me. And uh, there were a few times that people audibly gasped, especially when I talked about rebirthing. And I told a very sad story um, about a family, an immigrant family here who had to do something drastic to afford a diagnosis. I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want cheap thrills, but I wanted people to realize kind of the situation that's happening in the city. And I tried to look around the room. I saw my friends' faces. Everybody, like, I never realized, and I, maybe I do it when I'm an audience member. If somebody looks at you, you nod in response because you want to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. No, good. And I saw a lot of people nodding. And then there were a couple people who looked kind of stone-faced. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> so I didn't look at them. Um, but it's something I've, I've, I've realized uh, in terms of when you go see a talk you don't want the person on stage to fail because that will make you feel very uncomfortable. And it's something that I had to remind myself last night. I'm like, nobody, well, maybe there's a couple of people who don't like me, but nobody there wants you to fail because they don't want to feel uncomfortable. They want you to do well. So that kind of got me through. And so I looked at my clock, my phone, of course, buzzed a few times, which was um, a little embarrassing, but I saw that the time was, you know, I was, heading to 19 minutes and so I wrapped it up I missed quite a few points uh, I wish I had talked about but there just was not enough time and uh, when I finished it was just a huge relief and I kind of did a post shaking because <laughs> uh, I, I was very very nervous I was I was actually terrified and it's something that I'm very emotionally attached to so uh, even though I can talk about it forever it's just it's very different when you have a crowd I think there were about 40 to 50 people and yeah, that was definitely an experience that I won't forget. And uh, I wouldn't mind doing more of that. I have to say, I, maybe I have a bit of the bug. And uh, maybe after you do it for a long time, you're not nervous anymore. I think one of the funny parts is after the speech, the, um, the president of the American Women's Association, who I'm friends with on Facebook, uh, she came up to me and she's like, oh, that was a great, uh, great talk. Hilarious. Uh, I just thought you were going to swear more. <laughs> And I was like, no, I can be a lady. But I almost did swear during the speech. Um, and I quickly realized where I was. So I had a couple more glasses of wine after that and talked to some friends. I'm sorry if I didn't get to talk to everybody. And then I kind of snuck out. 
um, I was just in a completely different headspace. Um, I was, I was done. And, uh, again, thank you everybody who came. It was, it was just so amazing to see so much support and to have so many amazing people. Again, I keep saying it, it was, it was pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, I have to say, I'm really glad that's done though. Um, that was kind of hanging over me for the last couple of weeks and, you know, between getting back the kids, some more vaccines and then doing this yesterday was pretty high stress. Uh, this morning the kid woke up with a, uh, with a fever. And of course, because he got the meningitis shot, which is generally has pretty bad reactions and we weren't prepared. The, the only thing that we is problematic is that the kid has kind of a higher chance of febrile seizures. So we have to be kind of very vigilant about it. Um, but I'm not too stressed because, um, we know what he has, we know the cause and effect. So I'm actually quite chill about it. And, uh, so he had a bit of a fever. The husband stayed home. <clears throat> I went to work. He was supposed to have some um, therapy in the afternoon, but I had texted the nanny <clears throat> to see how he was doing. And she was like, Oh, well, he just threw up and now he's sleeping. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. So I think we should uh, cancel therapy. I got home earlier than usual. And, uh, he was, yeah, he was pretty kaput on the sofa. And then, uh, he doesn't like taking medicine. And when I tried to bring it, he, um, then threw up everywhere and then um, he would, felt obviously better after that. And then I tried to give him some more medicine and then he threw up again. And then the husband got back from work um, and tried to give him some medicine and he threw up some more. So as I said before, it's laundry night, <clears throat> but he's being such a little champ. And I'm so, I'm so, so proud of him. I, he's a very, um, very strong uh, child. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, it, He's, uh, he's doing really well. So we'll see how tonight goes. I hope he sleeps well. Um, and I hope that the fever's not too bad, but he seems to be okay. Um, tomorrow morning, I actually will stay home for a couple of hours. The nanny's going to come earlier. And then I will have to do another half day, unfortunately. And then afterwards, uh, I'm going to be doing the interview at Yoga Loft. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That will probably be up uh, on Friday. And after that, I have to drop my laptop off at home and then I have to run to the Beaver Brewing Company because it's the therapy networking evening. I'm only going to be staying for about 15 minutes. Uh, I said this before, it's um, now because it's kind of running so well and there's really good turnout. I don't feel like I have to stay very long. Also, I have this bad habit of talking about myself. So it's not about me. It's about therapists and specialists, networking and teachers. So I'll just stay for about 15 minutes and then I am going to jump into a taxi and head to some friend's place because they're having a kind of pre-pre-holiday cocktail party. So I'm really very much looking forward to that. And that will kind of feel like um, a good closure to this kind of crazy week. Um, and then Friday will be kind of a later uh, work day. Uh, because we have a conference at work, but it hasn't been too bad. Uh, Saturday morning, I'm going to go spinning. And then I have to be at the film casino um, quarter past one because I'm going to be interviewed by a newspaper here. So that will be kind of a fun experience and uh, also quite terrifying. And then the film starts at two. I'm not quite sure if 
we will have the kid there or not. Because we have only been staying for about 10, 15 minutes before he gets a little bit um, impatient. But we'll see. And the film is Bambi, uh, which is not my favorite film. I think I'm still traumatized from my childhood when I watched that. It was, um, it was, yeah, it was terrifying for me. I think I was about five and I still remember it to this day. And I did not know that it was done by an Austrian. I had no idea, but it, it, it's a lovely film. Just, um, tell your kids that Bambi's mom decided to go to, um, Vegas for the weekend. Nothing bad happened to her. Um, yeah. And then after the movie, <laughs> go back for a couple of hours and then I'm heading to my friend Deborah's place where we're actually going to do a Thanksgiving special uh, podcast. We're going to have a mini Thanksgiving because we, because uh, I missed the Canadian one and the American one's coming up. So I thought we could uh, kind of make some Thanksgiving food and do another podcast together, which will be fun as always. And uh, I haven't come up with actually all the questions, but I have kind of an idea what we're going to discuss. And knowing us, we're going to go completely off topic. So I guess I'm going to slowly wrap this up. I didn't want this to be a super long podcast because I have two more coming out this week. And uh, again, uh, I can't believe it's been three months. Um, Upcoming podcast interviews next week will be with a very interesting woman we've actually never met in person, but she works for a pretty neat um, company. So stay tuned for that. I'm also going to have to set up an appointment with uh, Johnny Morgan because we're going to talk about um, football or rather soccer. And yeah, I've got a few more uh, people on my list, so I can't wait. Of course, I have to do a Christmas special, maybe Christmas, Christmas special. And don't forget that I think some of the Christmas markets are opening up this weekend. So get out there, have your punch and your glue vine. And don't forget to have some martini gonzo, which is kind of the I guess it's kind of like an Austrian Thanksgiving, and uh, I I have to admit that I have never had martini gonzo. Uh, I don't, maybe because I'm not a huge goose fan, and um, yeah, so martini gonzo for people who don't know what it is, it's pretty much a type of meal that involves goose, um, general generally some kind of dumpling like semmelknödel. Um, red cabbage. It's just kind of a traditional Austrian dish that's had you have in November. Uh, Martini Gonzo kind of goes in with the um, Laternenfest, the Lanternfest, which is so lovely. I love this tradition. Um, we weren't sure if the school was going to do it because in kindergarten last year we were able to go to the Belvedere, and all the kids walked around with their lanterns, and it was just spectacular uh apparently his school did do a lantern fest uh last week and he came in with a little lantern and i wasn't quite sure if there was going to be something that we had to go to but apparently not but it's uh something i actually remember from dusseldorf as a kid and we'd sing the song called latana latana and you'd walk through the city and um <clears throat> just spectacular it's just a wonderful um wonderful catholic tradition <laughs> but i love I love these things about Vienna is that everything is a special occasion. There's always something every month, uh, I think, except for March. Uh, there's always something happening um, that has a, a neat kind of tradition to it. So I'm going to wrap this up. I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, Wednesday evening. I hope your kids aren't sick. And uh, 
fingers crossed that Raphael is feeling better tomorrow, and I think he will be. Uh, but I'm sure he's lost a little bit of weight. Anyway, uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for all the support. Thank you for um, not blocking me on Facebook. And I hope you have a great week still. And as always, all I can say is toodles. <laughs>